Welcome everybody to Funeral Nation episode 230. That's 230. That is Jeff, the Funeral Commander Harbison. I am Ryan Thogmartin, and this is the Funeral Professions only weekly news show. We've got another goodie today because what we do is we bring the things that don't exist anywhere else because, well, we can we can do it. We can talk about it. That's true. Uh, we have another introduction to the funeral profession by a Google executive, and I am certain you're going to watch want to watch this video or this interview. You can also hear from Ryan. Ryan, you could just tell him from your heart. This is something that's needed, especially yeah. I think this is a hotter market, even with millennials and younger folks, because just all the data you're supposed to store. But anyway, that's all over my head. What's not over my head is that if your funeral isn't paid for, it's still going on. And CNJ Financials is the only ones out here that can completely eradicate your accounts receivables and help your cash flow. So let's run that video. We may be the largest insurance assignment company in the funeral profession, but that doesn't mean we've lost touch with our roots. Here in Rainbow City, Alabama, our priorities still come down to a welcoming smile and a handshake that says we keep our promises. With all the tools and technologies that assure blazing fast turnaround, what really matters is much more old school. Personal responsibility, integrity, relationships, and the pride that comes from hearing yet another client say, you came through for us when it mattered. CNJ eliminates the challenges that funeral homes have in processing insurance death claims. If cash flow is vital to your business, welcome home. So Ryan, I'm excited this week. Y'all had a wonderful, well-written article about religion. And we talk about this some, and you know, there is the NFDA that says one thing, and then this one says another, but the bottom line is we can't be predictable with anything in this current environment. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of influence of the last 15 months on some of these studies that yes, there's heightened this and that, that you know, some of these things may level off or go back to pre-pandemic levels. Um, but the one constant, you know, outside of religion is the fact that we are seeing more and more people utilizing online to engage with, with the funeral profession. So, you know, NFDA's consumer survey is clear on that. The, the engagement with funeral homes is clear on that. The, the conversation about religion is very clear on that, um, that the, the connections happening online. And, uh, you know, you and I get to talk with hundreds if not thousands of funeral professionals on a weekly basis all over the country so we get a very very good pulse on what's happening and you know we we do see contradicting unchurched services are on the rise and then other parts of the country religious church services are are on the rise again to pre-pandemic levels and higher so you know, religion, I think, will always kind of be this this ebb and flow in our profession. And it's not anything that we can hang our hat on anymore of, oh, we're going to have a religious family and we're going to have a traditional funeral like that. That has gone out the window. I think that's a, a clear, you know, we, we can put that stake in the ground. It's pretty much over with. Right. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, too. You and I were discussing off air uh, the balance between cremation and burial services. Uh cemeteries are actually doing fantastic so mm -hmm. there's a lot of dynamics going on right now and i'm excited I, I you know said this before it's either the best time or the worst time to be in the business 
this is the best time for a lot of people, yeah. but it's almost as if you have to stay one step ahead, uh, not necessarily anticipate, but be in position to make the play. Does that make sense? That's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent true. Like those that are staying a step ahead, like you can navigate through this quicker because there's a lot of change and in this profession we joke all the time is adverse to change but we've seen in the last 15 months that the ability to change quickly is there we drag our feet but the firms that are staying a step ahead and know what's coming down the pipe in terms of technology and how to run more efficiently and how to data entry only one time versus multiple times like those little tiny things that's the difference between good and great that's the difference between able to serve 125 families or 200 families with the same amount of staff so um you know there, there's the ability to kind of foreshadow not necessarily foreshadow just keep your ear to the ground and know like be in the know of what's coming and pay attention to the data that's you know i if i hear it one more time of ah well my community is different no no the consumer is the consumer, whether it's New England or California, the consumer is the consumer, the buying patterns, the habits, the tendencies are the same. Um, the, there's cultural differences, yes, but at the end of the day, the consumer is the consumer. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I do want to give a shout out to the folks at Cana, uh, Barbara and team. Wonderful last week. I give you big thumbs up, kudos. Well yeah. run, uh, great content. Uh, as you well know, I'll tell you the truth, whether you want to hear it or not. Uh, and I'm telling you the truth. It was a great job. So uh, congratulations, Barbara, Larry, and the entire Cana team there. Um, speaking of Cana, I met our guest coming up next, who has mygoodtrust.com. This guy is a former Google executive, and you're going to want to hear what he's got to say. So uh, let's roll this interview. Everybody, I'm really excited about this interview. Uh, I met Ricard up in Seattle at Cana last week and uh, sat down and had an opportunity not only to learn his business, but uh, get to know him as a person, as we often do after hours, and we had a great time. So, Ricard, I would like for you to introduce yourself. You have a product, My Good Trust, which is an app, and in fact, is more than an app. And you introduce yourself a little about your background, and then we'll jump into a couple questions. All right. Thank you, Jeff and Ryan. Thank you for having me. It's, it's my pleasure. Yeah, so my name is Rickard Steiber. I'm a, a tech executive here in Silicon Valley. Uh, I've been working at Google and many tech companies. And uh, early last year, my father passed away, and I had some friends who died in COVID in, uh, in early March. And I was kind of sucked into this. What happens to your digital stuff when you die? Uh, and actually, as it turns out, no one has any idea. So we surveyed thousands of people here in the US and people are clueless. So if you think about your, your online life, your email, your online documents, you do online banking, you have your insurance, maybe you have a trading account, uh, maybe you even have some Bitcoins, you might have some domain names, maybe you have social media, you take photos of your family with your, your Google or Apple phone. And if you get hit by a truck today, do you think that your family will find all of those online accounts? And the answer is probably not all of them. And what will happen then is that, you know, that trading account uh, or that financial account will be lost forever because even if you give it to someone in their will, they won't find it. So it will be lost. Uh, those photos, priceless photos that you have on your phone that is some Apple iCloud account, 
they're never going to be found. They're going to be lost for you have probably tens of thousands of photos by now. So uh, that's the first problem Good Trust is solving. The second one is that even if your partner knew you have an iPhone uh, or an Android phone, would they know how to get the photos out from Apple or Google? And the answer is probably not because it's freaking complicated. And if your if your uh, you know partner calls Apple and say, "Hey, my husband died. Can you please send him uh, all, all of his content?" They're gonna say, "Who are you again? Uh, can you prove he's dead? And are you really the person that's gonna get this?" Which means that we have today probably over 30 million dead people on Facebook who have live profiles. They're sending awkward birthday reminders. They're on LinkedIn sending work anniversary reminders. This is a huge problem that's going growing by, by the day. So that's the problem we're trying to solve with Good Trust. So what we do is that we have a, a pre-need uh, solution where you very easily can store all of your important accounts, sites, documents, devices, and share that with your family right now. Or you can set so that some of these accounts and sites only get access to your family if you pass away. So you kind of have that switch. Because of course, I have uh, I have some Bitcoins uh, that I'm not talking to my wife about because she's just going get, to get upset. Uh, I'll brag about it when it goes up, but when it goes down, you know, I'll be in trouble. So, but the other thing we do is that only 32% of US uh, adults have a will today, which is crazy because for example, if you have minor kids and um, both parents die, then the government will, kind of take control of your kids while they're figuring out who should be the guardian. So everyone should really have a will. So it costs money. People don't think they have enough assets. They don't have time. They, haven't, you know, they don't want to think about death, which means that we have created a wizard so that in 15 minutes, you can go online, click, 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 click. Um, and then you essentially can print out your will, have it witnessed, and then you have a legal will. Of course, if you have, uh, you know, three different wives and adopted kids, you need to talk to an, a lawyer. But if you're like a normal person that you're gonna give it to your partners and, and your kids are gonna inherit you, this is the solution for you. And then we have some really cool ways to share your stories. As it turns out, when you get older and you're there just before death, the one thing that you really care about is how are you gonna be remembered? So we have uh, things where you can take these, you've probably seen this like old photos of your granddad or you can make the photos come alive with AI. We launched yesterday a really cool service called uh, Future Messages, which is this kind of time caps. You remember when you took the time caps and you put the newspaper photos in some candy, you dig it into the ground and 10 years later, you bring it up. We have a digital version of that. So you can record a message that gets sent into the future to your kids, your loved one, or even you can send it from the other side. So if you pass away, that would trigger that the message gets sent to your family as a, as a last one. So that's kind of the, the speed overview. And we're, 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 we're just getting started. And we figured out that uh, people don't want to think about death. The, the funeral industry, the estate planning insurance are the ones where people normally interact today. Uh, and the industries are not very digitally savvy. We have a super uh, great digital service. That's a nice little add-on, no integration, no nothing. So that's why we're looking to partner with the funeral industry. Love it. Love it. So I got to ask you this question. Um, I mean, I've, I've attended my first kind of digital legacy conference back in, in 2012, where this was, 
still uh, the beginning stages of this conversation around, hey, we have these PayPal accounts that have balances on them. What are we going to do when we die? Or we have these photos that are saved on MySpace and Facebook. And, you know, so, I mean, this isn't a, a new topic, but like, what are you, what are you doing that's different than some of the things that have, that have come before and, and actually gone away? Yeah. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. So I think I, I looked at many of the solutions that started like 2013, 2014. And you're right, you know, many of them are, are not around. I think many of them were started by people from, let's call it end of life or uh, lawyers or who, who doesn't have the background from, like, from me, like Google and technology and how to market it and, and make a great user experience. That's something mm-hmm. that people actually want to use. I think the other thing that happened is that now we just had COVID people are becoming much more uh, aware uh, of, of, of your mortality. And then I do think that, you know, most online companies have been so focused on customer acquisition, getting more use and more users. But I think we see now with most recently, Apple added something called a legacy contact, which is similar mm-hmm. to like a beneficiary on your bank account. But besides Apple, it's essentially just Google have something called inactive account manager. And, and then Facebook have uh, also a, a legacy contact, but all the other sites have nothing. Uh, so it's still in its infancy. And I think that even if, even if all of these sites create their version of it, probably having one place where you can go to mu- control multiple makes much more sense. Uh, yeah. And then also you need to c- keep it updated. So you, having this kind of one-stop shop portal is, is what we're looking to become. So I do think that if I talk to my, my friends who run online companies, they're so, they just want to get more users and, and prevent them from, from leaving. They're not really thinking about their customers dying yet. Right. right. And you know, it's interesting. You have, you said a one-stop shop because this is different. There were some legacy vault stuff and then there's people who do wills online. Um, this one, I think, is also has a memorialization product as you were just talking about leaving the messages yeah. over time. And uh, that's, you know, one of the things that intrigued me, especially from a funeral uh, practitioner professional side. So this really, um, my good trust covers everything uh, possible for end of life care issues, including memorialization, which there has not been anything like this in the, in the past. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, it's, you could have Dropbox and then you know, could, you could share documents there. You can use a password manager. It could work there. You could, you know, there, there are these things that you can sort of put it together. I think what we, what we tried to do is bring it all together uh, for this specific, specific purpose in one place, make it a great user experience so you don't have to do, you know, another five different places to, to bring this service together. And, so I, and I, think, I think also we're, we're in the beginning so, you know, talking to you, Jeff, and, and talking to, to Andy and, and some other people, you know, we get so many ideas on what we can do better because there are a lot of friction in the funeral industries, a lot of, you know, things on paper, things that are very inefficient there. I even see that we hand out DVDs to, to customers, which of course, clearly they can't play because no one has a DVD anymore. Okay. Uh, so, so I do think that, you know, there, there might be other things when we bring together, you know, the tech of Silicon Valley with the, you know, the pedigree of the funeral industry to, to come up with new services and rethink how we've done things in the past. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So I, I 
my other question for you is, I mean, this is taking a lot of legwork on your end to create these partnerships with, you know, these other, these online platforms to be able to incorporate everything into one centralized location. But I mean, what's the responsibility of some of these tech companies to have a solution for families to, to plug into good trust or, you know, whether they have a legacy. Con I mean, the fact that there's really only three big companies that have the option to have a legacy contact seems like that's, a, that's a problem in itself. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree. And I think the, even if, even if they've done, you know, great things, uh, no one really knows about it. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you're probably using Facebook. Have you set it up? Did you set it up for Google or Apple? No, you didn't. So, right. so that's so that's the problem because they have so many other features to market and so many other, other bells and whistles and and widgets. So, uh, you know, but it, but you're right. I think maybe one of the things we would love to do and maybe maybe create this kind of consortium or platform where you know you sometimes you standardize. You, I, I was in I was at Google. I ran global marketing. We when we did uh, uh, mobile advertising, no one knows what, what was a mobile banner and you know, how do you measure performance on mobile? You need to kind of come together as an industry to have one standard, so make it easy mm. for everyone to, to do this as well. Yeah, it makes sense. I love it, I love it. I mean, it's so essential and it's, you know, my wife and I just kind of walk through a, a living will because we do have minor kids and you know, the, the fear of man, yes. as much as we travel, something happened, you know, but. I, I often tell, I told my wife and our lawyer, I said, well, my, the, the online digital currency that I have and domain names and all these other accounts is far more valuable than anything that's physically on like yeah. tangible that they're going to be able to put their hands on. And yet, you know, that that's not protected whatsoever. So um, the need for this, even for somebody that, I mean, I lived my entire life online, um, you know, this conversation hasn't been at the forefront, but really needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, thank yeah, you. We're really excited that you're uh, choosing the funeral industry because, again, there's lots of verticals that you can go in. And um, we're also excited that Funeral Nation, uh, we're, we're sharing this with everybody. Your first. And I am certain that in the next uh, three to four to six weeks that we're going to be seeing a lot more of you and with you. Yeah. And uh, we're going to come up with some things uh, to help launch this product within the industry. Uh, we have a, a pretty broad audience here. And so we're excited about that. So uh, Funeral Nation fans, you know, my FNers out there, take a look at mygoodtrust.com and just become familiar. And soon you'll see a lot more coming from us where we're going to develop some things to uh, make it really uh, worth your while to look to share this with families. I mean, you just heard what I consider the smartest guy in social media in our business, right? Say, hey, <laughs> this is kind of a good idea because I have all sorts of things going on. And what happened to me, those things evaporate because you yeah. just literally can't call and say, oh, I'm the widow of so-and-so. Can I you know, get on his Facebook page? or Apple, as you said earlier. And that's <laughs> that's going to be a fun discussion. I could think of some great commercials uh, that come <laughs> up. Uh, anyway, I'll leave that alone. Well, we'll have you back, I promise. Thank you. MyGoodTrust.com. If you don't look at it, you're wrong because it's coming. And we'll see a lot more of this guy uh, in our funeral space here soon. Thank you for having me. Much appreciated. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for coming on.
Good stuff, Jeff. Uh, you know, you and I were talking off air with Ricard as well that like, um, like this is this is a conversation that's been around for a really long time, and and nothing's ever really stuck in terms of one forcing these big companies to have some sort of legacy connection and, and beneficiary to accounts, but two, where, where to encompass all of this in, in one spot, because, um, you know, I was telling you that I have a, I have a password app that I keep everything in and there's over 180 plus logins there that my family's going to have to deal with. If something happens to me in my, my digital footprint and the things that I have online are easily more valuable than any of my earthly possessions. So, you know, that is, this is a big conversation and, and funeral homes absolutely can be at the forefront of this, navigating it with the consumer. And it's just another touch point. We look for ways that we can engage the consumer in a helpful manner outside of just dealing with, you know, getting a, a, a dead body from A to B. Um, it's a, you know, this it's is, a resource. This is it's a resource. Really community resource. This would be, yeah. I mean, from my my marketing brain, this would be a marketing seminar. This would be a seminar on its own for yeah. pre-need, et cetera. So anyway, uh, we're going to hear a lot more from uh, Rickard, and I'm excited about that. He'll be at NFDA this year. So uh, y'all pay attention because uh, this is – you saw it here. <laughs> it's going to be a big deal. Ryan, uh, you need to put on all your shoes so you can go outside yeah. and play. And that's, uh, right. that's really the coolest play I'm digging at back there. If I had, I was thinking about having one behind me with cigars. I think you should do it. Yeah, but they dry out and all that sort of stuff. I don't have a collection of cigars. They don't last long enough. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I have a sneaker problem. So we'll it's okay. Leave it you know what? Uh, everybody has our own thing. Good job. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, Commander, until uh, until next time, have a great effing week. Out here. We'll see you next week, Ryan.